0: And there we come to Berlin! Ich bin ein b Welcome back to Your Story. I'm your host, Ian Cath. This is episode 24. I'm prepping this episode just a little bit early, and by the time you hear it, I may well be in Prague. I might even be a little bit further down the road in southern France. So if you want to know what I'm up to as far as these travels are concerned, the addendum episodes are probably a little bit better. They're in more chronological order, whereas these uh, official Your Story episodes may well be a bit out of order. Uh, But that doesn't really worry me, because really they're a little bit timeless. They're about the people I catch up with and what I talk about. And they're not as relevant to my own personal travels and what I'm up to. So go, you know, the addendum episodes if you're interested in what I'm up to. Uh, in the next little while, I'm going to be going through the southern France in uh, the first week in August. And then for the last three weeks in August, I'm going to be over in England. So as I keep saying, if you know anybody that I think I should catch up with, uh, let me know and uh, I'll see if I can hook up with them, particularly in London, uh, where I'm going to be for nearly three weeks. Chat at yourstorypodcast.com that's the email address uh, the site address of course is from that yourstorypodcast.com uh, you can leave a little note at the end of the post if you want to if you, you want to tell me what I'm up to how I'm going, whether I'm good, bad indifferent, you know, if I don't like what you say I'll just delete it, won't I? No, I won't actually I, uh, I've heard of people doing that and it's ethically not quite right, you, uh, you're supposed to leave everything up and I think that's very valid I'd love to hear from you anyway. Hey, uh, the music's from Iota Promanet this time around. Uh, and when I actually choose music, I actually listen to the rhythm and the melody. That's the sort of person I am. I'm not big into lyrics. So I heard this little tune and I thought, yeah, that's bopping along nicely. I like that. And I thought, that really sums up Linda's personality. And that's why I've chosen it, because she's a delight, delightful woman. And we got together. We'd only met a few minutes before we started the recorder. And we got to talk about uh, the fact that she's done a a thesis in podcasting, and that's how the conversation started, and we bounce around that a fair bit. And then the conversation morphed into a a discussion about social issues relevant to uh, the removal of power, uh, removal of uh, personal rights, and how you can actually allow things to go very pear-shaped, which is what happened here with the East-West divide and also with Nazism. And maybe there's some parallels with modern society in regards to that. i found it a fascinating conversation it was a real buzz talking to her and uh, I must admit I got on a little bit of a hobby horse of mine and uh, let it rip and I actually decided to leave most of that conversation in because I think it's relevant to the subject matter this time around and uh, even though I don't normally let too much of my personality try and come through Uh, this time i did a little bit so please allow me that indulgence anyway it was a great rave i enjoyed it i hope you enjoy it uh i hope i get to see linda again we had a wonderful time maybe i've got even more reasons to come back to germany now after meeting some of these cool people here's Linda's story 25th of july 2008 sitting in berlin east side the old east berlin and uh we're sitting in a little uh Indian restaurant, having a beer, and the ladies are going to have a bite to eat while we chat. But I'm here with Linda, and we're going to be talking about hmm, a few things. I I know that you've just done a master's thesis in right. podcasting. Right. That's the first instigation for getting you here, Linda. But I want to explore a few other things. So let's see where this goes. A master's thesis in podcasting. Right. Linda, tell me about this. Why why? What, what, what's, your, what's your degree in? Uh,
1: my I, grab, I have a master's degree in um, information and communication science. Okay. And I decided to uh, write my thesis um, about podcasting.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: And I was um, writing it at Deutsche Welle. It's Germany's international broadcaster, and mm-hmm. you can, I guess, compare it to uh, the BBC yep. or Voice of America or Radio France Internationale. Mm-hmm. And um, I was writing it at the New Media Department, I guess that's how you call call it, Yeah. and um, yeah, it was about podcasting and it was at the Deutsche Welle because I believe that they're one of the, um, actually they were one of the first um, providers who um, had podcasts uh, online. And so I believe that they're one of the pioneers in Germany, actually. And right now they have... So
0: is Deutsche Welle a government-based, government-provided? Right. Government it's it's, a, public, it's public a public broadcaster. Right, okay. okay. Yes.
1: And, and right now they have over 150 different podcasts, okay. which I think is great. And they have it in over 14 uh, different languages. Okay. So everybody from all over the world can listen to their podcasts. And it it's um, a variety of culture, of...
0: Um, DW's their logo, isn't it?
1: Yes. Because yes.
0: we get Deutsche Welle on SBS in Australia. I know. Yes.
1: I know, yes, yes. Yes.
0: So, so and no. obviously
1: through uh, the internet as well. So it's not just you know it's not just the radio or TV. It's also online. which yeah, is great.
0: Yeah. yeah. So why podcasting? Why why, you, why why not do a thesis on the death of the radio? You know, for argument's sake, you know why? Why why podcasting?
1: Because I believe that podcasting is um, a little media revolution, you can say. Hmm. Why? Because um, I believe that because everybody can podcast. Finally, everybody has a platform to distribute their content, whatever it might be. You know, you being in Berlin gives all your audience a a slight hint of what you're going through right now, which is a great thing. And before podcasting, it wasn't really, um, it wasn't really, um, what am I trying to say? It wasn't really possible, yes, uh, to do that. And yes, you, back then you were able to blog. But now having a voice, or even with video podcasting, having a face in mm. front of you that people can listen to, I think it's, it's a great new thing, and I hope it's going um, to change the whole media system. Yeah, yeah.
0: yeah I, I'll be interested to see where it evolves. I've exactly. got an entire publishing suite that used to fill a truck in my backpack. <laughs> Literally. Yeah. It all goes in a backpack. and yes. yeah, it's, you know, it's it's, And all you need is the internet to be able to make it work. Yes. And
1: potentially everybody can listen to you, you know, all over the world. That's right, that's
0: right. Oh, here's the food.
1: Oh, thank you very much.
0: So, um, what have you learnt? Um, How how long did it take you to put the um, thesis together? So so we've got a bit of an idea of the time frame that it runs over.
1: Actually, I think it was not enough time. It took me about four months. Right. I could have written about it for... Years and oh, years which, to well, tell it's constantly should. evolving, isn't exactly, it? That's exactly. right. And even I had um, statistics that by the end, I was I was almost done with the thesis. I had to um,
0: go back and review research. Them. Yes, mm.
1: because um, they weren't they weren't good enough anymore. Mm.
0: Mm. Yeah. What, did, what, what did you learn in researching the thesis? What, what can those people out there who care about podcasting and, want to li- and are listening to this, what, what can you share with us that is happening in the world of podcasting?
1: Well, first of all, um, the usage of podcasting has increased tremendously over the over the past, let's say, two to three years. Yeah. But I think it hasn't increased enough yet to really make a difference. In some cases it has, especially... Especially when you look at um, political blogging, you know, I think it has changed um, the way they, the way the politicians' campaign yep. goes. But um, I can, all I can, all I can do is encourage them to do even more, to do even. Yeah.
0: Are we Are we talking inside a closed sphere? Uh, are podcasters and bloggers talking to other podcasters <laughs> and bloggers, and really the general public aren't hearing about it yet?
1: Um, I think it's evolving. It's. Um, More and more people are interested in it, so they. But I think there's still um, a lot of barriers that keep. What are those barriers? Do you think? um, Probably they think it's too technical. It's too.
0: To listen to, to to...
1: even to listen to, yes. But definitely to produce. Definitely to produce. Okay. And to subscribe, I think that is one of the big things. The fact. The fact that they first have to um, download, yes. for example, iTunes or...
0: Um, yes, or um, Windows or Media whatever. Player. Yes, yep.
1: exactly. Um, it, it makes them feel like uh, them being overwhelmed. Yep. I don't know, you know, but that's what, yep. I'm, that's what I found out, actually. Well,
0: Romy said that she'd like to subscribe, and she wants me to show her how to subscribe. Yes. Yeah, and that, yes. and that, the fact that she's asking to be shown, I think, shows that there's a problem.
1: Exactly, and not everybody knows a podcaster like you are. Yeah. You know, so yeah. just imagine the fifty-year-old being in his house wanting to mm. subscribe, but he doesn't. Mm. He doesn't have a clue. Yeah. So.
0: Uh, when, when do you think we'll have what I call critical mass, mm-hmm. where it'll go from that um, rarefied environment of podcasters talking to podcasters to it just exploding when everybody has got the car, has got the telephone, has. You know, it happens with all technologies. There is critical right. mass where it just explodes. Right. Um, the internet, that happened to the internet in, what, 96, 97, I suppose, mm-hmm. um, where it just took off. When right. do you think that's going to happen with podcasting, from th- your yeah. thoughts?
1: I think um, it depends on uh, what country or what region you talk about. Okay. For example, in America, I even believe that um, there are enough people who listen to it and who, or who watch video podcasts, um, where podcasters actually can make money off of it, which is a great thing because it encourages them and they can encourage more people and, you know, yeah. it's like the snowball effect, basically. I think in Europe we're not far from it, but I think it'll still take a few years. Okay. You can probably say how it is in Australia. And then in Asia I think it's, um, you always have to look at only certain regions, for example, in, in um, rural regions, obviously you won't have the same a podcast That's usage right. as in the big cities
0: until of course we get incredible 3g technology right. just soaking everything right how in... they have
1: in south korea or something yeah. like that yeah. yeah which
0: is fast happening where yes. you know yes. you can be everywhere on the planet with 3g and just plug into it whenever exactly. you want it yeah yeah now i actually wanted to do that here but i haven't been able to hook up to it mm. you know it's disappointing i can do it i do it in australia i travel mm-hmm. with 3g plugged in but really? here i can't do it because i've actually got to sign a commitment a contract they won't let me do it. Oh, and it's bound short-term. to. Yeah, okay. they won't let me do it for just one month while I'm here. Okay, and I've been quite disappointed about mm-hmm. that. So, luckily, I've been on pick up Wi-Fi. You know, mm-hmm. but, um, but I reckon next time I come to Europe, it'll be available. Mm-hmm. You know? So, that's something that's still evolving. That is, yes, yeah. that is one of the things. So, um, you've got a, a stack of papers here beside yes. your meal that you're going. I want you to pick at while we're chatting, but. Um, in that stack of papers, do you, see an indication of, um, do you see an indication of when critical mass is going to happen? Can you look at the graphs and say, you know, at the rate of growth at the moment, it's going to hit 25% saturation and then it's going to go... Right. Can, you, can you give us an educated guess at all, or have you got no idea?
1: Well, yes, there are some um, institutions who talk about, uh, especially um, the e-business part of it, right. meaning um, how much, um, for example, the corporations are investing into um, commercial, into commercials, yep. with podca- including in podcasts. And um, it's, I would say, about 2012. If, wow, if that's,
0: still that far away yes 2012
1: that's when a lot of institutions say you know that's when um a lot of the companies are going to dare to invest in that kind right of right technology wow. basically yeah. still
0: three and a half years away
1: which gives us a lot of time still you know to, so, to, to prepare to, to, to learn how to do this them. <laughs> but then again there are some great people you know who, who make money so
0: yeah, but the, but how many people do you, like do you said, have any figures? How many people mess. are making money of all the podcasts yeah, I, I out there? I don't
1: know. I don't know.
0: No, okay, saying, yeah. I'd be love to know if you know it's half a percent or what. You know.
1: Yes. How
0: many podcasts are there out there? Do you know? Do you have? A, do you have it? Can you pull a figure out of the air? Um, the, are there a hundred thousand? Are there five hundred thousand? Yes,
1: definitely, 000? definitely. I don't know the, the exact numbers.
0: No, don't I, don't, I don't. I no. don't know, you know. Okay. Do you have any interesting statistics to share with us?
1: Um, Well, one thing that uh, intrigued me was the fact that the podcast listeners or viewers are, I can't say almost the same all over the world, but they do have a lot of similarities. Most of them, for example, are um, male. Right. They're about 29 to 39 years old. Okay. They have a higher education. Right. A higher income. Yep. And um, it's... It's like that in America. It's like that in Britain and in Germany and in China too. So, are
0: you describing geeks?
1: <laughs> no, because um, it sounds I guess I'm like des- it. Yes, but I guess I'm describing people who are less um, afraid of
0: new things. N- new things. Yes.
1: Okay. Yes. Okay. Yes. okay. I, I so, guess, how do you know, we um, get
0: fifty-something women, mm-hmm. and how do we get um, children on board? You know, teenagers yes. are teenagers grabbing it. Are, teen- are teenagers coming across? There are the park? some.
1: There are some big communities, especially in America, who um, and 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 yes, communities with just teenagers, and and um, they show their creativity. And most of them are, I guess, people um, who don't usually get to be creative in real life. You mm. know, but in their second life, they can. Mm-hmm.
0: Have you? Have you? Have you done any comparisons between the development and growth of podcasting and compared it in an analogous sort of way to say, the introduction of the telephone, the introduction of radio, television. Yeah, are there any, uh, is there anything yes, that can it's... be revealed from it? Like, it takes a, tr- a transgeneration mm-hmm. to move through mm-hmm. before it's fully embraced. Is I, there anything like that happening? Mm-hmm.
1: I haven't uh, done it on podcasting, but definitely the internet, if you compare the times when, like you said, it, hit, it hits the, the critical mass. It, it, the internet is the most dynamic medium, obviously, of of them all, and more dynamic than the classic medium Hmm. media um but podcasting you know i don't the one big problem is that um when you try to research on podcasting there are not a lot of um um, figures out there statistics out there that you can work with why is that i guess because it's such a new area that a lot of uh, institutions have to catch on that and they have to understand that they have to um research and do research on it
0: Right, right. I
1: mean, there is a lot, you know, don't get me wrong, but it's still not comparable to when you look at all the statistics done um, uh, that are about TV or, you know, the usage of mm. TV and stuff mm.
0: like that. Are there surveys on podcasting use out there? Yes, yes, there are people. I got
1: some interesting um, results, especially for Germany. Share them with us. Um, I'd, I'd, be, okay. I'd be, I'm, I'm go sure. i am through them in my.
0: I'm sure there might be a couple of people listening to this who uh, might be interested in 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 some statistics. Well, well, you know, like, the thing is, the reality, Germany will parallel, you know, US, Britain, Australia, you know, Western countries in a lot of ways.
1: Yes, but I I, I do think that um, if you just look at the Internet usage, for example, the Internet penetration in um, Australia and Mm. in America is so much higher. Than in uh, European countries, right. I think that has a lot to do with the well, and and therefore so.
0: you, and therefore you can make comparisons there. Do you right. know what those figures are in comparison? Yeah. Uh, do you know what the um, um, you know? How, For how,
1: example, in North America, the internet penetration rate is seventy-two point two percent. Goodness. Which is you know seventy-two point two people have access to. Are they the internet. people or households? Um, it's people, and they actual and access means. They, um, they use the internet frequently. Now, unfortunately, it doesn't say what frequently means. You know? Sure, it doesn't okay, mean but once a month But or if, it's, if they're comparing
0: apples with apples, it's valid. Right. So 72% of Americans. Right. Okay. And Australia 56, and Oceania. 56.4%.
1: 56, yep. And then we have 468 in Europe. Okay. Which is, and I think uh, in Europe, the internet penetration rate in Germany is the highest, actually, if you just look at the European countries. Um, I
0: won't even attempt to read that for you because it's all written in <laughs> Deutsch. <Yes. laughs>
1: and right now I can't find all my graphs. You know, no, no, I've had them all, right. all.
0: It's all right. People can always fast forward this bit.
1: Yes, right here. Okay. Have, in Germany, we have 53.2%.
0: Well, what's that for internet use, is it?
1: Uh, internet penetration. Internet penetration, okay. Yes, and then in the in, in Great Britain, it's 40.4%, uh, and in France, 34.9%. Okay, so and it goes... it's still high, but... It,
0: okay, so Germany's the highest internet usage right, at 52%, and Australia is what again? And Australia so it was, was 56 50,
1: where do we have 56 percent compared
0: yeah. with the yanks on 72 wow right. okay right. okay well and that and, and that probably is a little bit because america probably got the technology a bit sooner than everybody else exactly you know exactly. so yeah. we'll probably be behind any idea what the lag might be there you know when will australia and europe catch up to america you know do you, uh, think, do you think it's a couple of year lag yeah
1: no i don't i think it's um it's a lot sooner than okay that. yeah
0: if, okay, so um, okay, that so that's internet use. What about that's podcasting?
1: And then I have some interesting facts about podcasting usage somewhere. Gee, thanks
0: very much for bringing this, all this paperwork.
1: <laughs> okay, so uh, this is like I said, how the um, um, podcast user looks like in America. Um, a lot of them have um, higher education, yep. like I said, and a higher income. So I've already done that. And in Germany, in Germany. Um, when was it? In 2006, 7.7 um, 7 million podcasts have been downloaded, which is a, an interesting yeah. statistic. But it was 6, 000, 6, 6, 2006. So 2006, so that's, and that's two you know, years two ago. Two years ago, so yeah, this quite and, and, old And it would be interesting
0: to know how far off the graph that's gone now.
1: Exactly. Now, yeah. You know, like
0: 2006 street podcasting started mid-2000. It was 2000, the end
1: of it. it was, actually, it was until... Um, January 2007 okay. but still it's yeah. you know it's not really and
0: podcasting right when did when do you think podcasting started um mid 2004
1: yes yeah
0: mid 2004 yes. so you know it's only story. been going six months I hadn't even downloaded my first podcast when that figure was valid All right. <laughs> mm-hmm. okay so what else you got there
1: okay I have some statistics about how um, um the usage of other media has affected the usage of no, the other way yes, around. Yes, yes, yes. How the usage of podcast podcasting has affected yeah. other media? What yes. yeah, give us and it's, uh, um, the dying story actually, of? Actually, the interesting part is that um, TV has lost a lot of viewers because of podcasting. Okay. Whereas radio, um, they say they still listen to the to the radio frequently. So
0: right. So TV's radio hasn't losing. been impacted as much as television. Exactly, yes. Okay. And a
1: lot of podcasters um, still read a lot of newspapers. I guess, you know, because they're, they do have a higher education, so that's something that you just grow up doing, you yes. know, listening, I mean, I mean, reading to newspapers and magazines. And I was
0: listening to a podcast just today, actually, and they were saying that um, newspapers are now looking at podcasts. Mm-hmm. No, sorry, blogging, okay. as blogging as their major stream and the print is their secondary stream it's flipped yes sometime recently yes so it's evolving
1: and then oh another interesting thing i don't know about um australia but in germany a lot of people don't use podcasts um when they're uh when they're um going somewhere they use it at home you know the the thought of uh one advantage of podcasting is that you can use it on your iPod or on yes. some sort of it's transportable, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. But people don't... I mean, people do it, but there's still um, um, a great amount of people who listen or watch video podcasts or audio podcasts uh, at home.
0: Oh, so even audio podcasts. Yeah. I can understand video yeah. because you know you've got to be stuck on a train to watch a an ipod touch for yeah, well, on your
1: way you know to yeah. work or at home, or on your way back and, home and maybe would be it's, a nice place to but
0: but they're even doing that with audio they're, they would rather listen to an audio podcast at home yes here in germany yes. yeah it's not interesting it because i don't I, do you know if it's that if that's european I, quirk do you think that's more a european thing than a uh,
1: i don't know how they do it in america and australia think, uh, maybe you do, do they use it on a
0: I never, I almost never listen to a podcast at home. Really? Yeah, it's always on my iPhone. See, I
1: always listen or watch a podcast at home.
0: Yeah, I watch most of my podcasts at home Mm -hmm. just because I've got a big screen. Mm -hmm. um, Exactly, yeah. Yeah, especially the Mm -hmm. high-definition podcasts. But audio podcasts, I actually listen to them, they're in the background while I'm working, while I'm walking, while I'm running, Mm -hmm. you know, stuff like that. You know, they're they're there. It's a a secondary way of gaining information while Mm -hmm. doing something physical,
1: Mm-hmm. Well, that's when I listen to my music. Ah, well, so and you're passionate was, about music, yes, there. Okay,
0: yes. okay. I wonder. I wonder if that is a um, cultural thing. Maybe you know, a bit like in the '30s, they used to sit down and watch the radio. Right. You know, it right. was it was an activity in itself, rather right. than just background, like this music that we can hear behind us right now. It's just <laughs> can background. Can hear it? Yeah, I okay. can hear it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And um, okay, okay, that's interesting. So. Mm-hmm. How, what you've got you've got your own podcast it's a video podcast and i actually yeah. saw the episode yeah. about your passion for the beatles and going yes. and visiting was it liverpool yes yeah you it went and, and, and it's actually a good little video okay plug what's what's your podcast site address
1: it's uh Linda okay and
0: is that how they get the and and that's that's, That's how you, my
1: blog, and then I do have my podcast on iTunes.
0: Okay, and they and ser-
1: on Blip TV. I upload it at Blip TV because I think they're the
0: best. Okay, and how how do they search on iTunes for you? Uh,
1: Linda four twenty. Linda with an with a Y.
0: L Y N D A. Four twenty. Four twenty. Yes, on iTunes, if they want to find it. Uh, actually, <laughs> I, quite, I quite enjoyed it. It was a fun little video. <laughs> Thank you. Why, why? What what, what what's podcasting to you Mm -hmm. you know like for me it's a lifestyle it's an opportunity to shake up my world if you go and read my stuff yes
1: and i love what you do you know you just travel around and and that's your thing that's your Mm. passion Mm. and i wish i could do the same thing but you know just my day-to-day life i guess just has been sure you know it it made it not possible yeah i'm
0: gonna go broke doing this by the way (laughs) (laughs) i'm gonna slowly lose it all
1: (laughs) that's so funny but um but it was actually, it was two things that got me into um, podcasting. It was, uh, one, I was um, upset with what TV has been offering us, you know, which is just a bunch of...
0: Big rap. Brother? What's, <laughs> wrong, like what's wrong with Big Brother? <laughs> well, nothing, nothing. It's a cultural icon. It's rubbish.
1: Oh, it's, it's really, it's Come really bad. Come on, say bad. it. It's, it's horrible. It's horrible, it yeah. is. So okay. I got more and more upset with uh, watching TV. And so I. Um, Do you have a TV? No, I don't. I don't have TV. I don't have radio. I just have my computer, which is broke right now, so. Yeah.
0: I got oh, rid of my TV seven horrible. years ago. and.
1: Really? Yeah, I, wow, I, I was
0: actually one of the first, I think, because the majority of people around me now don't have televisions. Yeah. It's, it's actually normal. If mm-hmm. when I say that I don't have a TV, people now go, oh
1: yeah.
0: Whereas me seven either. years ago, they go, you're a freak.
1: <laughs> I think people still say that. People still can't really picture
0: but 20 somethings like you actually the majority of them from my observation don't have televisions so, um, well maybe it's the people I mix with but
1: yes well I, I work with a lot of people who are in the m- media industry so they sometimes they have to have TV to you know because that's yeah. what they work for so, yeah. Yeah.
0: so um, so you got more and more... So
1: I got more and more um, interested in the internet and what the internet has to offer. And then I found all these beautiful internet shows that I fell in love with.
0: Hmm.
1: And um, I couldn't I couldn't go for a day without um, watching, for example, the Jet Set show or the TV, And just, you know, all these little cute internet shows who came from people like you and me, you know, hmm. who just wanted to make a contribution hmm. to the internet. And they kept on... Everybody kept on encouraging us, the viewers, to make a contribution too. And then one day I decided to to make that contribution by just opening up a little blog. You know, I'm not really the... um, I don't update my blog every single day, unfortunately, because I just...
0: Well, I don't think anybody does. But well, few, I'm sure
1: a lot of, a lot of them. I some of them are do.
0: professional bloggers. You know, like I don't. I'm, I'm, I'm well, doing. Yours a, look very. I'm doing a lot at the moment because I'm travelling. But I often go three and four weeks without putting something really? up.
1: Oh yeah.
0: You know, like when I don't have anything to say. But doesn't
1: that make you feel like?
0: Yeah. You it does be actually. It and makes and I feel like slitting my wrist sometimes <laughs> yeah. because I haven't put something out. No, yeah, yeah you're right. You, you, there is an obligation to feed the hungry beast. Mm-hmm. You know, to mm-hmm. give it content and just <laughs> yeah, shove it down its throat. You know, the trouble is, are there actually? people out there listening you know who knows you know we're having this great chat but it
1: doesn't even matter if anybody's listening no
0: and and that's what i've eventually realized this is a totally self-indulgent thing that i'm doing and hopefully people may choose to hook up and come on this journey with me and if we can do something you and i together Mm
1: -hmm. maybe
0: we can make something that's interesting let's see what happens you know and a few of us you know podcasters bloggers will produce something of worth yeah. and maybe even change the world. Mm-hmm. Who knows? Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if it will be you or I, but you know, if enough people do this, a couple will.
1: Yes, and I think I've, uh, I personally have learned a lot through podcasting, and um, <laughs> and um, yeah, we were talking about this earlier, how it's for the first time the people have the chance to hear about each other all over the world you know i can i have a lot of friends in in asia for example or even in africa that i can talk to and my parents didn't have the chance to do that on a mm. very personal level so it's it is a great opportunity and Everybody
0: should make a contribution. Yeah, so go out there and make a podcast, people. Go exactly. and do it. Yes. Do it. Yeah, go and do it. Just go and get a recorder and <laughs> put it out. And it doesn't matter if it's as rough as guts. Exactly. You know,
1: we'll listen to it. Yeah.
0: Yeah, or well, somebody will if we won't. <laughs> Where's it going?
1: Um, is, is, um, you mean podcasting in general? Well,
0: yeah, and the, and the, the old media. New media is coming through, new forms of publishing and all of its different styles. Um, and Wi-Fi is eventually going to descend like a fog on the planet and it'll be ubiquitous and everybody will be plugged into the net permanently, probably through some sort of cerebral implant. Mm-hmm. But what's going to happen to old media? What's going to happen to newspapers, radio, television as we know it? Is it just going to morph into it, into new media? Or will it die a slow I, and painful death? I think death?
1: Um, books and magazines and newspapers will never die because they haven't so far. Um, but i and I. To tell you the truth, I don't even think that that much will be changing, unfortunately, um, right. because um, the the big companies will just put their stuff toward um, through the new medium. Basically, they they will distribute their content through internet, right. having you know internet TV.
0: Yeah. So our political overlords yes. our, and, will and, just and basically republish through this new system yes. and still control us. Yes,
1: unless you know we really. I mean, we just talk about encouraging people, and, and we're joking about it. But this is actually pretty serious because we do have the chance to, to change it. And if, if not a lot of people um, will do that, then nothing really will
0: change. Mm. And I was just thinking, the word revolutionary—it um, yes. is revolution. It is very revolutionary, you know, like yes. there is a possibility to overthrow the status quo.
1: Exactly, exactly. And you were talking earlier about being radical, you know, starting the podcast, and it is, because, like I said, potentially everybody could be listening to you.
0: If, mm. Do you know what I if mean? If you've got something worth to say. Yes, that's yeah. right, that's right. I sometimes fear that as so much good things when they get started. I remember when cable TV came to Australia and it was being sold as educational material for your children, um, being able to save on how many videos you hired because you can watch it, and 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 no advertising. Mm-hmm. And since then we've seen dross te- television um, and, you know, movies are okay and advertising has crept into cable television. Mm-hmm. Um, and we will basically sold a pup, mm-hmm. as the Australian saying is. it It's got corrupted, you know, the ideals of it were corrupted, and I know that from historically back in the 50s when a television rolled out in Australia, it was just sold the same way. It was sold as this educational medium that will revolutionise the world, and eventually it got corrupted by the mass media. Yeah. My fear is this is going to go the same way, mm-hmm. and sure, there might be a few people out there like us, which are a bit like the ham radio operators operating from their shed in the backyard with nobody <laughs> listening. You know, mm-hmm. there's, there's huge potential, mm-hmm. but big business creeping in and doing what they've always done, where they actually sell podcasts and blogs mm-hmm. that appeal to the masses at a very base level, will win out in the end. Mm-hmm. And the potential revolution will be overwhelmed. Mm-hmm. By. I, I
1: think that's happening right now, even if you look at the top 10 uh, uh, companies worldwide they all have podcasts and um, obviously a lot more people will listen to their podcasts rather than to our podcasts unfortunately but um, so I, I think it's happening right now and even if you look for example at uh, myspace.com yep you know it, it used to be that site for alternative for for musicians who didn't have a, a ladies, oh, wow, publishing. Who didn't have a deal yeah. you know and now if, if you look at the um, home page you see Akon, you see, you know, all the, the big players already, you know, who, who really don't need it anymore. But they're on that homepage yeah, instead right. of the the little artists who still need some support.
0: Yeah. 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 The, the, have you, um, Nine Inch Nails, mm-hmm. do you know what's what? how they've published their latest album? Have you, uh, did, were you, are you up to speed with Nine Inch Nails and...
1: Yes, I've heard about it. Actually, I'm not a,
0: the biggest Nine Inch Nails... No, I, I, I'm not either. I'm not either. Um, but they. But ju-
1: yes, they're very...
0: They released their medical. last album yes. as many different forms of mm-hmm. you know MP3 quality all the way through to WAV files. Mm-hmm. Um, and I actually used them a couple of podcasts ago about scarification. It's just great music. And it's free for use. Yes. I got an email from the Nine Inch Nails website really? yesterday basically saying we've had... excuse me if these figures are wrong but it was something like 2.3 2.6 million downloads huge numbers wow but they made no money out of that remember wow and they're just about to release in the next few days 250,000 individually digitally itemed Mm -hmm. cds and they're going to release vinyl copies of it as well Mm -hmm. so they're now releasing them to be bought as collector's items they know that you know, $250,000, they will make a huge amount of money out of that. And no record company gets a cut. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Which, is, now, which Isn't is that, isn't that wonderful? Yes. You know, yes. I get to listen to their music. Mm-hmm. Everybody gets to share it. And those who are passionate get to buy it. Mm-hmm. Or you know? exactly. go and see their show. Or go and buy their T-shirt. Mm-hmm. They still make money. We still get it in music. Everybody's happy. Yeah. Except the record companies. <laughs>
1: Yeah, I think everybody ah, should them. be doing that. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs>
0: they've been gouging since the fifties. I don't care about so them. Yeah, uh,
1: this is actually this is the same thing that um, podcasting should be. This is what podcasting allows you to do. You know, you maybe you're not making money um, as much as you would be making money if you did it in a company way, but um, it it gets the word out. So, mm. and that's what it's all. That's mm. what what it should be all about. Mm.
0: Yeah, yeah, and nine-inch dials are doing it. Hopefully, for the passion of their music, and they're going to make a buck out of it as well. And yeah. good on them. Yeah. Good on them. Okay, so we might come back to that a little bit, but I want to I want to explore a little bit about the whole singers um, how we're in um, Central Europe, yes. the whole German thing.
1: Yes, it was very. I already told you it was very interesting to to hear that you want to know about. Um, what we come from, basically, because I guess a lot of people are not aware that um, even though Germany is reunified, um, I think it's a difference if you come from East Germany or West Germany and that you're interested in that. What are you?
0: East German or West German? I'm
1: East German. Okay.
0: If you were traveling through... I'm
1: German. Let's put it that way. Okay. Now, if if you were
0: traveling somewhere overseas and somebody said, where are you from? Yes. What would you say?
1: Actually, I do say from the eastern part of Germany.
0: Okay. okay. That's so very do we-
1: interesting. Yes, I never realized that. But I do say it just to make clear that I come from the other side, basically. And actually, I do it because I want to provoke a conversation. But hmm. nobody has ever picked up on that.
0: Okay. Okay. Yeah. So, do you identify as East German rather than German?
1: I would call myself a European.
0: Ah, yes. Okay. Yes. Well, okay.
1: But I do know where I come from. I do know where my parents come from and my grandparents. And um, so it is in the back of my head. Mm. And I, yeah.
0: yeah. Okay. Um, How old were you when the wall came down? Uh, I was eight. Okay. Do you remember?
1: Yes. yes. Okay. I remember the day. I remember um, that my uncle called my dad saying um, the wall fell and my dad didn't believe it and then uh, we turned on the TV, and my mom was crying. She killed, she still can't um, look at the videos. She still can't watch the videos because it'll just make her cry because she, it was, I guess, the happiest day in her life. You know, Not the happiest, but you mm. know what I mean.
0: Mm. Your birth was the happiest, wasn't right. it? Yes, <laughs> yes.
1: <laughs> and my brother's too. <laughs> and her wedding day too.
0: <laughs> <laughs> nah, she doesn't care about it. The wall coming down was great.
1: <laughs> yes, yes, it was a great thing. And then um, I remember... Having to go um, to school the next day, and nobody was in that class. No, maybe like two or three more kids were in that school, and everybody else, I guess, was in West Berlin. Um, celebrating, and my parents went too. Where,
0: where were you living at the time? Here in, in East Potsdam. Berlin? Oh, okay, in Potsdam. in Potsdam. So it
1: was very close to the um, wall.
0: And just for the internationals out there, Potsdam is um, a, t- a city not far from Berlin proper. Yes. I think of it almost like a suburb of Berlin. Yeah. But um, but it actually was um, part of yeah the berlin wall so to speak ran through it so you know to go to cross the border at potsdam was just like crossing the border at checkpoint charlie right. Right. it was right it was in right part close, of town yes. yeah yes. and if you go to my flickr feed and you can actually see the bridge uh, what's the... Um, um, Glekingum-
1: yes the klinikerbrücke klinikerbrücke
0: yeah klinikerbrücke yeah. bridge is where the wall ran across it's yeah, just amazing history to yeah. for me to learn about you mm-hmm. know i didn't know this stuff so that you were in P- Potsdam at the time Yes. when the wall came down. Yes, I so was. going in for a drive across Glienicke Brücke yes. was amazing. I actually amazing.
1: lived on, on the street where um, the Glienicke Brücke was going, was um, leading to Berlin. Okay. So I was. That's not when the wall fell, but I used to live there. Right. And um, yeah, it was it was always a big thing when when I was young, you know, yeah. from the other side and. But
0: yeah, well, when, when Eve explained to me um, where it was and then I did a bit of research and have a, had a bit of a look at where the wall was and how it went across the bridge, I, I took a lot of photos of the bridge just because I thought, you know, this is an important bridge. Mm-hmm. You know, it's just, you know, it's, I think it's profound that you couldn't walk over this bridge. Yes,
1: yeah. Yeah? It was. I think, and I'm still mad at how... Um, the nation, uh, the, East Germany was paralysed. You know, they, they, um, the people didn't do anything against it and it, it amazes me how they, how they accepted that for 40 years. Do you know what I mean?
0: The fact that... You know, I actually think that it's easy and I think it's happening right now at the moment. You're absolutely right. It is, it is it's right. slow removal mm-hmm. and slow and gentle change mm-hmm. that you don't actually see the change mm-hmm. happening. Like, sorry, you can't cross that road now. We put a, a bit of barbed wire. Well, you jump over it. Like that famous photo of the mm-hmm. East German mm-hmm. soldier right. jumping over the barbed wire. Well, you can jump over it. Well, if you knew that they were going to build a wall there in three weeks' time, would you have. would jump over yes. it. But they probably thought, oh, better not. Mm-hmm. And slowly but surely, they build the wall and you've got no choice, but you can't leave.
1: Actually, they did it overnight, so <laughs> you really well, couldn't leave. Well, but
0: yes, I know what you mean, yeah, they had the yeah, yeah. slowly w-
1: building. No, this
0: isn't going to last, this is going to happen. Hey, you know, like, uh, give us your fingerprints, give us your iris scan, mm-hmm. yeah? let us mm-hmm. let yeah, us get a good- take a DNA sample, That's all right, it's all for your protection, mm-hmm. and then before you know what happens, sorry, you know, mm-hmm. you can't do this, you know, you've got a genetic imperfection, we can't give you insurance. Mm-hmm. and it's all pear-shaped
1: it's very scary yeah
0: yeah yeah and that's and that's the way it has always worked historically mm-hmm. until and the revolution comes
1: if it comes if we then still have a chance to to do that
0: right we had a little chat before we started recording mm. yes. what's you? you seem very politically educated um, well, okay, it's all relative, you know. You, yeah. You, know, you haven't studied political science, maybe, right. but, you know, you seem politically astute. Um, what's What's your thoughts about, you know, the world, East Germany, West Germany, you know, the way things are going, you know, all this sort of stuff. You know, do we have less? Does the West have lessons to learn from the East-West divide? Um, I find it... I, I, I can't help but, you know, that old saying, you know, those who forget the lessons of history are, are condemned to repeat them.
1: It's... Uh, Right now, I think it's very interesting how uh, Germany is getting back its um, confidence, especially after um, the German soccer, the the World Cup, soccer World Cup in 2006. All of a sudden, it was allowed to be proud of being a German again, which I guess, you know, before that was always a little... um, Suspicious if you say something. If you said something like that, you know, if you if you say, I'm proud to be German, you would always be looked at.
0: Are you proud to be German?
1: Of, no, because there's no reason to be proud of being of of coming from a certain country. It's nothing, any country. No. no.
0: Okay.
1: Yes, I guess it's um, it's. It's part of this German mentality. Call- so I really don't understand why. I mean, I cannot definitely understand why Americans are proud to be American because that's, you know, just something that belongs to the American culture. But, um,
0: so you don't feel patriotic towards Germany? No. Do you feel patriotic towards Europe?
1: No. Uh, sometimes if you look at the history even, it's, um, it's even... People should... Not people, but... We should be ashamed sometimes of if if you look back, you know what if you look at colonization, you know, just every historic event that has happened over the past over the past hundreds and hundreds of years. Um, I don't think there is nothing to be proud of.
0: How much of that particular point have you learnt as in school? How much of that has been taught to you?
1: Uh, um I think a lot I think a lot uh, we if you just look at um, World War II for example, it's been covered in English, in German, in political science. In our school, I don't know how was it, Romy school, but it's been covered a lot, and I think that has a lot to do with my mentality right now, not mm. being proud of Germany. You know, it's, it's not that I'm ashamed or anything, it's just I have a neutral feeling towards... Is there, is there a coming. shame?
0: Is there a collective shame in Germany, particularly about World War II and Nazism?
1: I don't know. I don't know. I would say yes and no. Some people do feel that way and some people don't.
0: What about your parents' generation um, who are about my age? yeah I was born 1960 so they're, they're around that age by the yeah. sounds yeah. yeah what about their generation
1: um, coming from East Germany, I think that subject hasn't been covered as much as maybe in West Germany so I think they're also a lot more neutral than right I don't want to say anything wrong. I don't know, you know, it's really... No, it's just your observation,
0: think, you know, like we... we those are be- very
1: big issues, and I'm still on the way of finding where I'm standing at, you know. its I, I still don't know. I, I still have to learn a lot, I guess, about German history, about the world, world history, and um, its uh, it's a process.
0: What about... What about the fact that Germany is dissolving along with every other country into the United States of Europe? <laughs> what, well, what about that's
1: very provocative?
0: <laughs> United States of Europe. Well, it is. It is. Mm-hmm. You can't deny <laughs> it. Yeah? Mm-hmm. you're looking at you're looking at um, one currency. You're looking at, yeah. um, at one government. You're yeah. looking at the Lisbon Treaty to uh, basically try and consolidate all that. Yeah. It is becoming the what, United States of Europe.
1: Uh, yes, and um, I have a friend in Brussels, and mm-hmm. I just visited her a few weeks ago, and she um, told me about certain laws that they're working on, and it's affecting us in Berlin, obviously too, or in Germany and in every other European country too, or at least the countries that belong to the European Union. But um, it is a little scary to to see how um, people that don't necessarily live here, um, decide over the laws. Can you see a contradiction
0: in that point and what you said earlier about...
1: A contradiction?
0: Yeah. You said you're European. Yes. And now you're saying people out there are deciding about you, which means you're inferring a separation. Yeah. Whereas if you're all European, if the decisions are made in Europe...
1: But like I said, it's a process, you know, it's Mm. a learning process. So on the one hand, it's scary. On the other hand, I wouldn't, you know, I'm not proud to be German and I feel like a European. But yeah, there is a contradiction.
0: It's interesting for an Australian. You know, like Australia is bigger than Europe by several mm-hmm. factors, and I can travel six hours on an airplane to Perth, and mm-hmm. I'm still in Australia, and I'm still talking to Australians. Which is
1: crazy, yes. Yeah,
0: for you it's crazy, but for me, to the idea of traveling one hour and being in three different <laughs> countries is bizarre. You know, like, and the fact that well, I went to Poland the other week and I didn't have to travel a couple of hours over the mm-hmm. ocean to get somewhere. To get well, to another how country. is it? Do
1: you, do you see the different culture in Poland? Do yeah, hell
0: yeah. Do
1: you see differences in Australia when you no you don't?
0: No, and that and that's, I believe, purely because of our history. In Australia, we didn't have separate colonies that evolved over hundreds of years into their own culture, divided by a river or the Alps or something like that. Um, we were, you know, Australia's two hundred and twenty years old, mm-hmm. and. Um, they basically transported us there and all of a sudden we had cars and easy transport and we didn't have a time to develop individual cultures, mm. even though we were separate colonies up until 1901. Mm. And then those colonies federated to form Australia. Mm. So we were separate countries, so to speak, mm. but, um, but we didn't have time to develop a, com- a culture. We mm. were all British. Uh, whereas here you had hundreds, thousands you know, maybe longer if you look at the Scandinavians, to develop true, rich, vibrant cultures and that still exists today. So right. when we jump in the car and drive an hour and a half up the road to Poland and they're using a different language and I can't talk to them, you know? Like, yeah. how can this be? Mm-hmm. You know, they're, they're a suburb, they're where my mother lives, mm-hmm. away from me. And they don't speak the same you know, language. Yeah, I, I find that really quite profound. Mm-hmm. And then there's this differen- differentiation that you have between people who live so close and genetically are the same. You know, the, remember, the Poles and this part of Germany was all Prussia. There was no border.
1: Yeah.
0: Yeah. You know, this is where my ancestors came from, this is where my, your ancestors yeah, came son. from. And there was no border. And then all of a sudden, in what was it, 48, this make believe border is created through Germany and you identify as East German. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And it happens again. It was,
1: yeah, the, the wall was built in uh, 61. yeah. yeah. But, but, but before that, obviously, they had the um, nation divided into the four yes, sectors. Yes, yeah, I think
0: 48 that happened. I, mean, yeah, I could yeah. be wrong, but I think it was 48, I think.
1: 48, yeah.
0: Um, when they actually decided this is east and this is west. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, a, yeah. A, a fictitious border. Mm-hmm. Culturally, no difference. Families separated, but one person's east and one person's west.
1: Yes, yes. And I was... Um, I was working in Bonn for a few months and I was thinking back then when I was there, what would I do if somebody built a new wall from, you know, th- th- um, built a new wall and then I would be separated from my parents, for example. Because this is what happened to our family as well. You yeah. know, we had, we had uh, aunts and cousins living in West Germany and then all of a sudden we weren't allowed to uh, talk to them over the phone. We, we weren't allowed to see them anymore, mm. which is crazy you know mm. if, if you think about the people who who let that happen but like you said you know we're letting it happen right now maybe too. we we're, are we're being more and more transparent which is um which is a very scary fact as well yeah. But.
0: yeah um just the fact that we're making this podcast means that you and i could be you know sort of put on a some sort of list somewhere yeah yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but, 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 yeah I, it wouldn't surprise me you know mm. um yeah, no, no, I was going to get one. one for you as well.
1: Oh, okay. Um,
0: yeah, that's getting warm. Okay. <laughs> Zwei. 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 I find many aspects of Germany um, confusing, um, of Europe, you know, the fact that you can have different cultures across a river the fact that... Um, the Which fact, is great,
1: right? Isn't that well, great? well, it is
0: good in some ways, but it's just odd. <laughs> it's no, just, it's
1: great in every single way because the multicultural yes, that yes, you have, it's... Yes, it I is good that, in that sense, yes. as long
0: as they mix, of course. Yes, and, and people mix more and more and that's why Europe is more important than maybe individual countries. But it is just very unusual from an island continent where we're primarily the blend of cultures that we are. I... But I also find um, the fact that there was a wall here, and that, well, that's created. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I find... I, am, I have been aware of the Germans that I've met in the last couple of years that there is this awkwardness. The what? Awkwardness. Okay. What I call the collective guilt of World War II. Um, and I've noticed your generation's pretty cool with it. You've sort of gone... It's in the history books. You know, I still feel
1: it, but I but I do feel like a lot of people don't feel that way. I still I still feel like my generation is responsible to to um, make up for it, mm. and also to keep that in mind because a lot of it's very interesting uh, in in Germany. The people, um, the way the Germans are portrayed, is more and more. How do I say that? Um, they I don't want to say victimized, but We talk more about, how do I say that? Usually we always say, okay, we were the bad guys, and now it's turning into, okay, but we had to go through some really hard stuff too, which is right. But it's interesting how the tables have turned a little bit, you know, how we're looking at it not so much as, oh, we're guilty, but more and more like, well, we we were victims too, Mm. you know?
0: And that's actually the point. Here's my chance to actually put my plug in for this. Is it It's not. It's not the Germans who perpetrated the war. It was the Nazis. And there is a significant difference. You know, the Nazis started the fire in the Reichstag and killed a lot of good Germans who were trying to prevent them from taking over. And the Nazis took over, and then they basically pushed their way through the. the German population
1: but we let them do that and that is where the guilt comes in this is
0: yes and that, is, and, that, we and, that and that is the essence of democracy and that every democracy has the ability to actually overthrow mm-hmm. the people who are trying to do that and that's something that we all should remember and learn from but that can happen in any culture where through the slow removal of rights you eventually allow uh, the brown shirts to go and jackboot somebody again Um, I I personally think that's what's currently happening in a very subtle way. You know, all all we've got to wait for is a crystal nut. You know, find some group of people to blame. Well, maybe it's happening. Maybe it's called Iran.
1: Yeah, I was going to say. Iraq, sorry. Maybe it's Iraq.
0: Yeah. You know, and and people are suggesting, um, watch this date. I've heard uh, November the 4th this year for a potential invasion of Iran. Iran. So, you know, let's see. Let's see, you know, but after Bush leaves and before the new president comes in, when he's still got authority, let's see what happens, you know? Mm -hmm. An opportunity to go in there and create a scene. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, it's conspiracy theories and all that sort of stuff that may be, you know, because you create a monster and then you can remove, as you said before, I think before we started recording, you can remove their rights Mm -hmm. by creating a monster in somebody else. Mm -hmm. Um, I remember I've seen posters and it's shameful stuff especially since i'm talking to these wonderful german people who i think i've fallen deeply in love with but i've seen posters australian posters about world war one showing um you know common australians take up arms go and fight the evil hun and the hun were a world war one helmeted you know spike helmet you know like kaiser type helmets and they were portrayed as gorillas. They were monsters. Mm-hmm. And, they, and it was necessary to dehumanise the German population mm-hmm. so that mm, the British Empire could go and fight them. And I'm sure the same thing happened in reverse here. Um, you know, We dehumanise the Arabs so that it's OK to kill them. But the reality is I'm sitting here with, 60 years ago, my enemy.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: And you're, you're lovely people. <laughs> you know, like... Thank you. And this is something that I, I, I've actually thought about this a fair bit since I've been here.
1: Have you thought about all these images when you, yeah. before you came here?
0: Yeah, I've thought about them before I came here, and I've thought about them since being here. As I walk around the streets of Berlin and look at these happy, smiling faces in summer and go, your grandparents and my grandparents were killing each other. Yes. And all we care about is drinking fine German beer, hanging out with each other, and having a good life. And it's our political masters who don't send their kids to war, who sit back there and, you know, make a lot of money out of the oil fortunes. And, you know, that's what, you know, that's what so many of the big families have, have been doing for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, and, frankly, if they keep doing it, just like the French and the Russian Revolution, you know, the people will rise up and overthrow them again. It constantly happens. It's, you know, that's what happens in history. But yeah,
1: yeah. If you, if you look at the course of history, it's happened over and over again. Over yeah? and over again. Yeah.
0: And the cycle is getting faster. It used to take thousands of years for the cycle, but the cycle, you know, it's only been 60 years since the Second World War. You know, it's, it's faster and faster.
1: But I think 60 years of not being in a war is actually a long time. If, if you look at history, actually, I think it's been less years in between
0: was. Yes, yes, but not. it hasn't been less years in the overthrow of major empires. And I'm thinking things like how long did the Egyptian, how right, long did the right, Russian okay, empires, yes. the, the Ottoman Empire, they all lasted for hundreds if not thousands yes. of years, whereas the, Rus- the American empire is all but over. So you, and, look, you and look it at lasted America 60, 70, as an empire? Oh, definitely. It's an empire? What do you think? Hmm? It's an empire. I, I... It's all about empire building. The British Empire lasted uh, two or 300 years. I think the Dutch Empire lasted a bit longer. Um,
1: so what do you think will happen?
0: Um, all empires go down kicking and screaming hmm. um, and take a lot of people with them. That's and not good news. No. no well, you know, what, how many people died in the Russian Revolution? 50 million? That many? 30 million it was, like, it was 30 or 50 million I can't remember but it was oh. huge numbers Far, like the, Rus- the Russians killed more of their own people than the Germans killed everywhere oh. and sta- Stalin had a lot to do with it hmm. yeah.
1: do you uh, think that we belong to the empire too? Uh, we as in Europe?
0: No. no I don't believe Europe has an empire building attitude that doesn't mean that I don't think they might not develop it I think when the American empire collapses or implodes or whatever happens to it, I think maybe um, another empire will rise, but I think it'll be in the east. I think there's a good chance it'll be a China or an India or a conglomerate of Southeast Asia. Hmm. Maybe there'll be a United States of Asia. Hmm.
1: We shall see.
0: We We shall see. see,
1: Yeah. But I think a lot of people uh, see Europe and America so so, so close together that, you know, it, it it's basically one big force.
0: Yeah, you're talking about, I suppose, the Western Empire. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, yeah, there's something in that, but I think Europe is really good at that, in that they um, refused to join W in his skirmish in Iraq. And I think that was a good thing, you know. Um,
1: but basically, I mean, in the end, we didn't really, did we? I mean, well, you
0: didn't participate, but you didn't also go in there and stop him. Um,
1: exactly. Yeah. And this is, again, you know, the and, same and thing it, again. We're you
0: know, guilty, um, too, basically, well, for not preventing Yeah, it. yes. I, like, As I mentioned to you before, I'm a huge fan of Gandhi's practice of um, passive resistance. Um, and, sorry, non-violent resistance. It wasn't passive. Um, you didn't exactly do non-violent resistance, but um, there is a form of resistance that doesn't involve picking up a gun and shooting somebody. Mm. Um, you know, like, if, if Europe decided to freeze America out, it would... It would hurt Europe a great deal. But it'd hurt Europe America a lot more. And despite the fact that America thinks that it could survive on its own. I don't believe I reckon if we cut America and and threw it into space, I think the rest of the world would have a hiccup and then get on with our business. (laughs) And and I mean and if there are Americans out there who don't like what I'm saying, I wanna say this. I you know, I I think American people are wonderful. I think it's just the Mm -hmm. politics. And I've actually lived there for four years. Have you? Yeah. In America, yeah. Yeah. And Eve's lived there too, and Um, she's told me. Romy And Romy's as well. And, you know, it's a place I want to go to and check out. But um, it's just, you know, I I think America, just American uh, foreign policies is is all about big business, and that's not the people on the ground. There are a lot of very good Americans, but there are people who have got their finger in the pie and they just want to get as much out of it before anybody else gets hold of it. Mm-hmm. And that's where it's going pear-shaped. Mm-hmm. Um, so we'll see what happens. Um, this is my. It's little... interesting
1: that there hasn't been a revolution yet, to tell you the truth, because it's been going on.
0: And, and that's because, in, in my opinion, my humble opinion, that's because um, the system is so smart at keeping everybody dumbed down. You know, keep them stuck on to the cathode ray nipple, as Michael Franti said. You know? Um, you know, keep them just being interested in things like sport and religion and what I refer to as the noise of life that keeps you busy and occupied. That will remove your attention from the things that truly matter. Um, you know, turn off your TV and go and listen to a political podcast. You know, turn off your radio and go and. You know, go and travel. Do what I'm doing right now. Go and... You know, I've come here and seen the Berlin Wall and the impact of it. I was walking down Frankfurter Alley mm-hmm. yesterday going, look at these amazing East German buildings, and there's nobody in them. Mm-hmm. And they've a lot of empty shop space. Right. It's not derelict. Some of them are a little bit rough. But... Um, but um, beautiful buildings that are empty because they're not being fully utilized you know this is what you got from two decades of separation
1: mm-hmm.
0: very interesting stuff you know I, i've learned so much about how we can screw it up by being here in berlin wow um you know if you're out there and you don't agree with me come to berlin and check it out yeah um you know and if you've terrified of bad weather like I am, come in summer because it is <laughs> stunning <laughs> weather here. And if you like beer, you've come to the best country in the world. <laughs> so,
1: so, the beer?
0: Yeah, so, hey, this is, um, this is this podcast is called Your Story because it's supposed to be about you rather than me, but I have oh, had awesome. a bit of a rave today. <laughs> um, but have you got anything else to close it up on? Anything that you'd like to say? Any soapbox rants?
1: Well since we uh, started talking about podcasting maybe we should close it with talking about podcasting I think you know my experiences are interesting and all but if you um, look at other people's experiences and how they can contribute you know how they can tell us what they've been going through and this is um, through podcasting and so again we should I think it's very important that we encourage everybody to like you said pick up a mic and and record um, everything that they have to go through mm.
0: and yeah I, hey and I'll even put it out there if you want a hand to get a podcast out there bounce me an email chat yourstorypodcast.com and I'll actually feed you some information on how to get a podcast going um, right. because frankly this time last year I had no idea <laughs> <laughs> and I'm oh, doing oh and
1: you've done so much oh well you know and you know so many people well it's
0: just because I'm I'm stubborn and bloody minded I'm just going to make this sucker work one way or another and you know its and you can do it people, if you want to do it you can do it Yes, and you're doing. So you're doing a video podcast. Yeah, yeah.
1: I mean, it's small and it's not really. You know, it's not political or anything. No, I bet it's a lot of Maybe. fun. I enjoy. Yes, I enjoyed
0: is. going around Liverpool and looking where the Beatles hung out. <laughs> oh, I'm, I'm serious. And the mix of the Beatles' music in it, even though it's probably all copyright protected, but we won't mention that.
1: <laughs> copyright what?
0: <laughs> it's all in Creative Commons, isn't it? Beatles. It is. Yeah. It is. <laughs> Um, but it was wonderful. It was yeah. wonderful. That probably just sold another five Beatles albums, so they have got nothing to complain about. So, um, yeah, no, I, you know, it's a nice, it's a good little podcast. In, you know, and I'll put some links in the site and all that sort of stuff. Um, yes, do that. So, yeah, go and do some podcasting, people. Agree? Yeah.
1: Yes, I do. I do agree.
0: Thanks for coming on the show, Linda.
1: Thank you for having me.
0: It's Been fun. I've enjoyed it. This has been great. You, too. you can finish eating your meal now. Okay. <laughs> bye bye. S- Deuce. There are 8 million stories in the Naked City. This has been one of them.